0: All right, Day 332, we're coming up on the one-year mark. Does uh, anybody seem to care in the media mob? Not not particularly. Anyway, glad you're with us. 800 941 Sean, if you want to be a part of the program. So the volume is ratcheting up by the second by the Democratic Party and by the media mob even. They've turned on Joe Biden, and they've decided that it's Joe Biden's fault. You know... If if that were all true, then I might say, okay, this is interesting that they're recognizing that Joe Biden's policies are hurting the country. That's not it at all. It's sort of like, okay, you can't fire the whole team, so you fire the coach. Okay, you can't fire every Democrat, so you got to fire Joe Biden. Blame Joe Biden for everything. These are the policies of the new climate alarmist religious cultists. That, you know, the new Green Deal socialists that run this country, he's doing everything they want him to do. That's what's fascinating about this. Like, I'm looking at the Hill has an article out today. Biden's poll numbers down to, what, 32 percent is now moving uh, pressure to get Biden to withdraw from the 2024 race. He's been saying that he's going to run. You got a grassroots organizations that supported Bernie Sanders in both 2016 and 2020. Remember, Biden signed on with Bernie Sanders with the Bernie Biden manifesto. He's doing everything Bernie wanted. He's doing everything the new the the squad wanted. He's doing everything the Democratic Party now stands for. Anyway, so they they're going to launch a campaign they're blaming Biden for all the failures, but it's the policies that are the failures. Roots Action wrote in a press release that Biden has been neither bold nor inspiring since taking office early last year. And because his prospects for winning reelection appear to be bleak, they're going to launch their hashtag Don't Run Joe campaign on November 9th, one day after the midterm elections. In 2024, the U.S. will face the dual imperatives of preventing a Republican takeover of the White House and advancing a truly progressive agenda. And with so much at stake, making Biden the Democratic Party's standard bearer in 2024 would be a tragic mistake. Well, they're still going to support somebody that supports all the policies that are failing the country miserably. You know, so they they go on to say a president is not his party's king and has no automatic right to renomination and Biden should not seek it. If he does, well, he's going to have a fight on his hands. So that's getting interesting. Biden's are under fire, by the way. Jill Biden making this comment and then having to apologize for it uh, at a diversity luncheon of a group called, I believe, Latino X uh, and comparing them to. Breakfast Tacos. Listen. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the Breakfast Tacos here in San Antonio, <laughs> is your strength. The Bogadas, it's called the Bodega, Jill. Uh, you know, now you're comparing uh, Hispanic Americans to tacos. National Association of Hispanic Journalists responded with a rebuke. We're not tacos. Using bre- breakfast tacos to try and demonstrate the uniqueness of Latinos in San Antonio demonstrates a lack of cultural knowledge and sensitivity to the diversity of Of Latinos in the region. Now, we've been seeing this with every demographic. You break things down demographically young people, they're abandoning Joe Biden in droves, uh, as are Hispanic Americans, as are African Americans. If you look at the New York Times, Siena poll shows African American voters deserting Biden in droves. Among black voters, 43% said they think Biden should uh, be the Democratic nominee in 2024. Uh, But in a sign of Biden's political base is eroding, 47 percent of African-Americans say they want a different Democratic presidential nominee. Who, by the way, who would want this guy? You know, then he goes off. He's he's given into the Green New Deal climate alarmist cult. Now he's going to he sent emissaries to Venezuela. He's trying to get this Iranian deal done, even taking the Iranian Revolutionary Guard, the world's worst terrorist off the terror watch list to allow them to travel to the U.S. That was part of the negotiation. So he puts his, you know, head between his legs and goes to the Pariah nation. He's headed there tonight, Saudi Arabia, to kiss the ass of the crown prince that he said was a murder of, of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Even the Washington Post published an op-ed critical of this stupid move. Uh, and, and Biden had had written an op-ed saying this is a necessary step to bring down fuel prices and advance America's international interests. Hey, I, I have a simpler solution. Unleash American domestic energy production, Joe. You don't have to kiss the ass of Iran, Saudi Arabia, Russia, OPEC, Venezuela. And we'll have all the national security benefits of being the masters of our own destiny. Not that hard to figure this out. Yeah, it does erode our moral authority. When you want somebody's oil that bad that you're willing to go meet with a guy that you call a murderer in a country that you call a pariah nation, you are giving up your soul. By the way, Senator Marco Rubio had a pretty interesting tweet, uh, as did Congresswoman Flores, uh, about the taco issue. But, you know, he's if you look at this, the insides of this poll, you know, it's... It, it, Biden's approval rating 33% this is the New York Times this is not a conservative publication real clear politics average for the first time his approval rating is more than 20 points below his disapproval rating the Times poll has the usual parade of horribles Biden's approval you know with independents is at 25% 32% with the Hispanics 35% with women you know, 19 uh, you know, 19% uh, with 18 to 29-year-olds, 20% with non-college white voters. The only whisper of hope is that Biden is, uh, you know, can still win. You know, th- this is something we won't talk about in this country, but Piers Morgan had a good column today in the New York Post, and he just laid out what, you know, for example— what we covered yesterday, which is the New York Times now writing, what, the third in a series of articles just trashing Biden as incapable of doing the job, you know, at, at 79 years old, testing the boundaries of age in the presidency. And then they talked about what we discussed yesterday. He often shuffles when he walks, prompting concern he's going to trip on a wire. His speeches are flat. Listless, he stumbles so often during them that his staffers are holding their breath to see when he's going to make another gaffe or be able to end it without a gaffe. He makes huge policy change announcements that are instantly walked back by the White House, like vowing the U.S. military response if China were to invade Taiwan, or saying Vladimir Putin cannot remain in power or will respond in kind. You know, he loses his train of thought constantly. Has trouble summoning names. I mean, it's it's so embarrassing. He, he he's constantly confused, calling the vice president President Harris. You know, mistaking Iran for Ukraine, referring to Senator Mark Warren as uh, John, mistaking him for a dead Republican senator. You know, he tumbles off a, a bike that's not even moving. He stays out of public view at night. We never see him at night. He's taken part in fewer than half as many press conferences or interviews as as his recent predecessors. And he said, and then Piers then goes on to talk about it and say it's hard this is the New York Times, Peter Baker, chief White House correspondent writing this. It's it's not Fox News, it's not Sean Hannity. It's the only thing I would argue is you know they're basically stealing what we've been saying forever, but that's a separate uh, uh, issue all in a part, but even as it's published, Biden is providing you know visible evidence every day of what is a a a, a significant dramatic cognitive decline and that that's all there is to it. I don't think he knows that today is Tuesday. If I had to guess, somebody walked up to him. What day of the week is it, Joe? You know, the staff is writing cards. Walk into the room. Sit down. Say hello to everybody. Listen to their concerns. When the meeting is over, stand up. Shake hands. Walk out of the room and we'll get you ice cream. I mean, is this guy the president? How do we have a president that is this incapable? You know, he's speaking about the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. Women are not without electoral political power. It's noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of men who do so. Then he ends end of quote. Repeat the line, the part that he's not supposed to. I'll play it later. You know, and, and how could you not? There's a part of me that wants to laugh at it, and I made fun of it, and I talked about sippy cup and night-night and warm milky for Joey, but this decrepit old guy that doesn't know what day of the week it is, is the president of the United States, and the world is suffering. You know, you have Tesla uh, CEO e- Elon Musk s- summed up the reaction when he shared a meme, a scene from Anchorman, Ron uh, Burgundy unwittingly reading out prank lines from his teleprompter. But none of it's funny because it is the president. His approval rating is crashed. Nobody has any confidence in him. And a vast majority of the American people, nearly 80 percent, say they think the U.S. is in the wrong direction. I'm worried. Where are the other 20 percent? You know, Biden refuses to take any personal responsibility, thinks he's going to run. Sunday, he's tweeting out Republicans are responsible for, you know, the gas price gouging, lower food prices, lower health care costs, hopefully soon, that they're doing nothing but obstructing all of his good measures, none of which would work. You know, the question is, what do we do? And then he talked about his own country and Boris Johnson, you know, just they they just got rid of him in in Great Britain. They had a no confidence vote and his, you know, the... Is there anybody that would have any courage in the Democratic Party to just look at this situation and say this guy is simply not up to the job? Is there anybody? This guy is not strong enough to be president. Anybody in his cabinet? I know Democrats, you can criticize Donald Trump all you want. Democrats constantly talked about the 25th Amendment, moving Donald Trump, getting him out of office. My gosh, I'll take the competency uh, oh, and and the fighting and the bad tweets and lower gas prices and a better economy and low inflation and peace through strength and beating the caliphate and Soleimani and Baghdadian associates and controlling the border and bringing us energy independence, and I'll take all of that over this this radical extremist. And the thing is, the people that are going to push him out, it's not going to be Republicans. It's the New York Times. It's Democrats that are pushing him out. The Progressive Caucus. Meanwhile, he's done everything they've ever wanted. That's the irony of it. Thanks to people like you, our friends at the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, they deliver on their promise to do good, never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for all of us, like officer uh uh, familia who couldn't wait to join the NYPD to make her community safer she proudly wore that uniform until she was ambushed sadly in the line of duty she was shot in the head in her police vehicles solely because of the uniform she was wearing survived by three children her oldest daughter genesis was only 20 years old when she was murdered her mom was murdered She became the sole guardian and provider of her twin siblings, Peter and Delilah. They were only 12 years old, and thanks to your generosity, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation gave her children a mortgage-free home. So for some families, the foundation brings the comfort of knowing they can stay in the home where they made memories with their fallen loved ones. For other families, the foundation enables new memories to be cherished forever. But the bottom line is none of it can happen without your help. If you want to help our greatest heroes and families, it's simple. Um, I'm doing it myself, and I want to do more. Donate $11 a month. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation websites, the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. The letter T, the number two, the letter T.org.